Welcome to It's Like This. My name is Laura Seifert, and I'm an author, a teacher, a speaker, but really I'm just an everyday woman who's looking to find God in everyday life. Throughout the Bible, Jesus would take profound truths like the kingdom of God. What is that? What does that even mean? And he would make these big truths accessible and understandable. And he did it by giving examples and saying things like, well, it's like this. It's like a mustard seed. And when you plant it, it grows and it blooms and it provides shade. And why would he say that? Because he's speaking to people that are farmers. So instantly it makes sense to them and they can get their minds around it. Other people would say, God, he's like a shepherd and he cares for his sheep like a good shepherd would. And that was coming from David, who was a shepherd himself. So where do we find God today? Because I'm not a shepherd and I'm not a farmer. You might be. But where do I find him? Can I find him in the grocery store aisle, my least favorite errand to run? You better believe it. Can I find him around a dinner table with a good meal and great conversation? Absolutely. So join me each week for fun conversations about finding God even when we aren't looking for him. It's like this. Thanks for listening. I hope that you are enjoying It's Like This, Conversations with Laura Seifert, a podcast made possible through the financial partners of Yes Ministries, people just like you. Yes Ministries exists to draw all women closer to Jesus. We do so by providing free Bible studies, online encouragement through our social media platforms, and by providing a podcast just like this one to women in all places and all walks of life. That's right, we do all of those things and we offer them free so that everyone can draw closer to Jesus without the hindrance of a dollar sign. But to do that, we need partners like you. Giving to God's work draws us closer to Jesus. Giving to God's work draws us closer to His people and giving to God's work draws us into His story. And if you would like to be drawn in, we would love for you to give and partner with us. You can do so in two different ways. One, through our Venmo account, which is at LSYES, or you can visit our website online, yesministries.net. Thanks again. Okay, welcome to a, another episode of It's Like This with Laura Seifert. Today we're doing a rewind. I love rewinds. They've become very fun for me. This one is with Nona Landers. And Nona and I talked about intentional parenting. What does it mean to um, be intentional as we raise our kids? How do we invest wisely in them and for them? And I got to tell you, it was a great conversation. And Nona is one of those parents that I look up to. Her kids are all grown. And whatever she did, it looks like she did it right because her kids are just awesome. And they love God and they're not perfect, but they are fantastic humans. And they each have their own individual relationship with God that they've owned themselves and they're working it out. And I just admire her so much. But what made me think about it more after the conversation ended was Nona is very different than I am. And we will parent our kids differently when it comes to methodology, if you will. So if she lets them watch this kind of TV or lets them stay up past a certain time or lets them have caffeine and sugar, and I don't, or I do. And she, there's all sorts of techniques and methods that we parent with that can be different. But the nuts and bolts and the core is the same. And that is this, is we both pray and desire for our kids to know and love Jesus. Because if they know and love Jesus, there's so much that will take care of itself. 
And I don't know if you're like me, but I imagine you are. If you're listening and you're a parent today, my jugular, meaning my biggest place of insecurity is my kids. Because if they're not okay, I am most insecure. I feel off kilter. I'm not okay if they're not okay. And that's been something God continually has to teach me. Laura, I've got them. I've got them. And there's a lot that I am called to do as their mother. I'm called to steward their hearts well. But I am not responsible for their hearts. I'm not responsible for them. And the reason I know that is I continually go back to Psalm 139 when I think about parenting. Scripture says this. In verse 13 of Psalm 139, it says, For you, God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place and when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Now listen to this. This is the key. Your eyes saw my unformed body, and they also saw Ben's unformed body and Beth's unformed body and your children's unformed body. And all the days are ordained for me, and they are written in your book before one of them came to be. Let me say that again. Your eyes saw my unformed body. You can put your name in there or your kid's name in there. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Does that mean we don't have free will? No, that's not what that means at all. It means God sees it and knows it all. The course of our life is laid out before God himself. All the days are ordained before one of them have come to be. God is sovereign over my life and sovereign over my children's lives. And that is what gives me the most rest when it seems like my kids are going to derail and go off the tracks and go crazy. Or if I feel like I'm screwing them up forever. We all feel that way. I don't have that much power. You don't have that much power. Can I wound them? Can I cause a lot of grief in their life? Absolutely. I have a part to play, but I am not God and I am not their savior. And so at some point in their life, God will grab a hold of their heart and they've got to respond to that. They've got to in turn say yes to a relationship with Jesus just like I did. And that is what I pray for. I also pray that they make the team. I also pray that they have friends. I also pray that they get invited and included. I pray all of those things, that they're healthy and they're happy and they do well in school. But I most intentionally remind myself that God is the God of their life and he knit them together in my womb and all the days are ordained for them before one of them has come to be. That just gives me such a deep breath, you guys, and I hope it does for you as well. So with that deep breath, it serves as kind of an anchoring point for me of like, well, that's what I'm hanging on to. That is what steadies me in this thing called parenting. Now, from that vantage point, how do I love them well? I get to be their mother. I get to steward them. And so pressure is off in the sense that I don't have to be their God. But what does it look like for me to be their mother? And how do I intentionally love them well? Well, one thing I do is I try and focus on their heart 
as much as I can versus their behavior. Let me give you an example. When school starts for us every year, Ben, my son, is 15, he's 16. Ugh. Beth is 14. Ben is a sophomore in high school, and Beth is a freshman in high school. And what I notice about my son, Ben, is the first two to three weeks of school every single year are the most jostling for his soul because it's a big adjustment. He's coming off of summer. He loves summer because he fishes all summer, and he has to get into a routine, which is not hard for him. But what is hard for Ben is he puts a whole lot of pressure on himself to be perfect. And so when he steps into the school year, it, he, he instantly feels the weight of school. And where I see that coming through is he's crankier than normal. He's on edge. He's um, quiet. He's a little bit more sullen. And so I tend to go, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I have to stop myself and go, oh, wait, it's the first few weeks of school. He's going to be this way. What I am learning is the best way to parent him is not to continually ask him what's wrong. I just give him space, but I also say, hey, Ben, let's go to the store together. Let's go to Sonic together. And I can get Ben in the car. And when we start to, to ride in the car, he usually is driving because he's driving now. We listen to some music, but I'll notice he'll start to talk more and he starts to share because we're in an environment where nothing else is distracting us. And as we start to do that, I start to get to see his heart again. What's going on? What's making you feel stressed? And as he talks about it, he starts to feel better. So that's one of the ways I parent Ben, is I get him in the car and we drive around. Beth is the same way. But I notice with Beth, one of the things that helps is just to spend good time with her. And so with Beth, I'll say, hey, Beth, let you and I go to the Galleria this Saturday. And so we will, and we'll spend all day together. And there's a lot of ways as a mother-daughter, and Beth and I, our personalities are more similar. She says they're not, but they are, you guys. And I notice that as I am with her doing something together, we both love to shop, and we both enjoy eating sushi. So we have a little bit of a routine. We'll go to the Galleria, we park, and we hit typically our three favorite stores, Madewell, Free People, Lululemon. And then we take a break and we go eat. And we eat at this place at the Galleria called Sushi, Sushi Gami, I think is the name of it. She's going to kill me because I forgot. But we eat sushi. And as we spend hours together, she starts to open up. And we'll be sitting there at this table and she just starts to share with me what's really going on. But when we're at home and we're going from one thing to the next or she wakes up in the morning or she gets home, there's a level of stress on her because she's got homework or she's preparing to go somewhere or she's wanting to make sure her outfit feels right. There's just a lot of pressure being a girl, a teenage girl. So I need to get Beth away for several hours. Ben, it just takes maybe 30 minutes to an hour driving around. Beth, we do something together that it's the activity itself is a distraction. And then she starts to open up. And those are two ways I parent my kids. Because what's happening there is not the activity, it's not the driving around, and it's not the shopping at the Galleria. It's being intentional with capturing their heart. I want them to know that they have a mother that's in their corner that will listen, that sees them, they can vent to, they can tell me all about it. And when they do that, it's going to help them connect to God more. It's going to help them feel less alone in this world that's hard and difficult and unpredictable. 
and they're going to begin to understand what it feels like to be comforted in their everyday life. But the only way that I can really let my guard down as a parent and not try and control them and ask uh, agenda-filled questions is I have to go back to Psalm 139. And when I go back to Psalm 139 and read again and again, Ben's frame was not hidden from you when, I, when he was made in the secret place. When he was woven together in the depths of the earth, God, you saw Ben's unformed body and all the days for Ben are ordained and they're written in your book. And I say the same thing with Beth. And so I know that God already knows their story. He knows what college they're going to. He knows who they're going to marry. He knows what calling is going to be on their life vocationally. He knows who their friends are going to be and who their friends might not ought to be. God already knows it all, and he loves them more than I do. Sit in that for just a minute. The God of the universe sees your children, and he loves them. And he already knows the difficulty that has already come into their lives and that is yet to come into their lives. God is allowing it to come through his hands into their lives. And it will not be wasted. It will be part of their story, and it will not kill their little souls. It may wound them just like the things that have come into my life have wounded me that he didn't seemingly protect me from. But God has used it, and he's healed me, and he has shored me up. And I've used it in my life, and my kids will have the same experience. It's just so hard when you're a parent because you don't want them to hurt You don't want them to suffer. You don't want them to fall down or fail. And if we're not careful, especially us mamas, we will jump in in effort to protect them. And we think it's for their benefit, but we will control and micromanage them. And it will suffocate them. And it will handicap them because they are unable to develop their own grit in their own lives. And they won't need Jesus because they've got mama. And listen, we are lousy gods. We were not meant to be their God. They need Jesus just like I do. And sometimes we don't know we need Jesus until we hurt. And so there will be times when our kids hurt and it's so painful to watch it. And I have to go back on the truth that God loves them. He knit them together. He sees them. If they go to the highest of the heights or the depths of the sea, God is with them. And so as I pray for my kids, One of my chief prayers is, God, would you just enable them to see you clearly and love you deeply at an early age, an authentic love relationship? Because if they'll love you and they know you love them, they're going to be able to sort this stuff out. You're going to be with them and you will be the anchor that holds them and they're going to know that. And God, would you just allow me, their mother, to take a deep breath and to trust you with their very lives, that you love them, you see them, you're a good God. And so what I'm noticing as I do that more, and it's I am having to do that more as they enter the teenage years, because it's requiring an emotional level of parenting that was not needed when they were toddlers. That was more of a physical type of parenting. But in this season, I am recognizing more often than not that I don't have what it takes to be their end-all, be-all. And so I'm resting on the truth more and more 
God, you're the anchor that holds. You're the God that sees them. You're the God that has good plans for them. And so would you use me as the safe place on earth as um, an example of what true comfort looks like? Would you allow me to be a fun mom, not a stressed out mom? And so if I know God is going to do the heavy lifting with my kids, if I know he's the one that is going to um, ultimately be the healer of their wounds and the savior of their souls, then I can relax a little bit more and focus on having fun with them. What experiences can I create or say yes to in this world that will be exciting for them and fun? And when they come through the doors, I want them to know they're going to walk through the doors every day after school and find a mother that is ready to receive them, that is secure in her own relationship with God. And therefore, she's full of joy and fun and excitement and comfort and all the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think that's more. I threw some more in there. That's what I want them to see. Would you use me, Lord, as a tool in their life and keep my little grip from grabbing onto them in a way that suffocates them? And I can only do that if I know, God, that you're the one that's in control and that you're good and you're trustworthy. So I pray that that's helpful today. So be freed up, moms. You're going to parent differently. We're all, our parenting's going to look different. The key is, is that we trust God with our kids. And then just be free to love them and parent them well. And we're all going to do it differently. And so let's give each other grace and let's have fun along the way. Hope that's helpful. We'll meet you here next time on another episode of It's Like This. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Like This. And most importantly, though, I hope that you find it helpful in your own discovery of God. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Seifert Yes, which is L-A-U-R-A-S-E-I-F-E-R-T-Y-E-S. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.